Hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. We are your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of a multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, addictive doing, people pleasing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's Let's dive dive in. All right, guys, we're super excited to have you for this episode. Today is a Connect the Dots episode. And in these Connect the Dots episodes, what we do is we take a listener's case and we put our detective hats on and we connect the dots between your health and your symptoms and we identify potential body-mind environment, root causes and best and we suggest best lab test to confirm imbalances. In today's episode specifically, we're digging into a complex case around chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, and chronic migraines, post-physical stresses like injuries and glandular fever, as well as some chronic mental, emotional stresses. So thank you so much to Donna, our listener, for sending in your case so that we can investigate this publicly on our podcast. If you would like to have your own case reviewed on a Connect the Dots episode, go to the show notes down below, click the application form in the link and send us your case. Or you can start your own journey for real by booking in for a Connect the Dots initial consults. Uh, Just have a look down below in the show notes. Awesome. So before we jump into today's episode, just this uh, episode, especially these Connect the Dots ones, are just for informational, educational purposes only. They don't replace having an official consult with myself or Chris or any other medical doctor or uh, natural medicine practitioner. So what we discussed today comes from a doesn't come from a place of advice giving. Uh, it's not health advice or medical advice. It would be irresponsible of us to do that on the podcast. So these Connect the Dots episodes are coming more from a place of, hey, let's have a look at a new perspective. What are some things that you might not have tried yet when it comes to a specific condition or combination of body burnout symptoms? And we also look at this from a very holistic point of view. So in our Ending Body Burnout Method, which is our signature program where we take our clients through a deep root root cause journey, this is the type of investigation that we do with our clients. Okay, so let's dive into today's case. The biggest body burnout symptoms this listener was struggling with or is, um, is neck and back pain, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and also chronic migraines. And she said she can even get 15, up to 15 migraines a month, which is just so horrible. And also struggling with a sleep disorder. 
So I always like to get an indication of when symptoms started, what was happening around the time and what the person has tried so far so that we're not reinventing the wheel. We can kind of look at different angles of this case. So here's what the listener said. So she said chronic migraine started um, in childhood. She didn't give any specific information about what was happening around then. So there's kind of limited gaps in terms of why those chronic migraines might have started. I'm curious as to whether there was a lot of stress, maybe the environment felt like walking on eggshells, bullying at school, um, or maybe there might be um, some food sensitivities happening as well. When she was 16, she uh, contracted EBV virus, also known as glandular fever. And we really want to dig into that today because I feel like we haven't done an episode on glandular fever and it can be a huge hidden reason as to why someone is still struggling with body burnout symptoms. Later on, she had some physical injuries, car accidents, slipped a disc after rolling over on the lounge. That sucks. (laughs) And also extreme stress. So she had four children really close together. Um, Also was in a marriage with an abusive ex-husband who she is now out of that marriage and also did a four-year psychology degree over many years as a mature age student and maybe also as a single mum by then as well. So there's a lot of stuff kind of happening that I always think about uh, the onset of symptoms is not one specific thing. It's usually a bucket load of things that increase your stress bucket over time, then show up as um, health symptoms. Or you might start off with one symptom like this lady with the migraines, but over time developed more and more chronic health issues. So the things that she has tried so far in terms of treatment acupuncture, physio, chiropractor, hydrotherapy, injections in the back and neck, surgery. Um, So it sounds like she's done a lot of musculoskeletal type remedial therapies. Uh, She's also tried supplements, keto diet, paleo diet on Weight Watchers now, has actually lost six kilos uh, being more active, Um, walking hydrotherapy, medications and Botox. So it sounds like, yes, there's a lot of physical therapy support going on. Sounds like, not sure if this has helped a lot. She's obviously still struggling with the chronic health issues, so hasn't solved the issue. Um, As well as done some dietary changes and some supplemental support, again, Not sure if these have helped symptoms, but the symptoms are still there. So she still hasn't quite got to the root of what's going on. Um, The listener also said that she's very conscious about her environment. So she's reducing light exposure at night to help with the sleep, wearing blue blocker glasses, reducing Wi-Fi exposure, which is all awesome. And she's also implemented some lifestyle changes like breathing, uh, meditation, exercise, and also um, her Christian faith. So it sounds like this beautiful soul has been trying a lot of things to try and get her health and her life back in order, but she's still struggling with body burnout. So what are the missing pieces? And that's kind of where we'd like to dig into. What are the missing pieces that could make a huge difference with recovering from chronic fatigue, migraines, fibromyalgia, sleep disorder? Okay, so whenever we're starting to work with a client, we always think about the two major causes of body burnout and chronic health issues, and they are physical inflammatories or stresses 
And the second one is metaphysical inflammatories or stresses. So physical inflammatories are things like viruses, pathogens, physical injuries, poor nutrition, uh, environmental toxins, which it sounds like this lady is aware of because she's been making changes in some of those areas. Metaphysical inflammatories are often missed, especially in functional medicine, nutrition, naturopathy. So people feel physical symptoms and sometimes even mental health issues and think that it's just physical and that's only part of the picture when it comes to body burnout. And so we'll dig into both of these um, throughout the episode. So let's chat about the physical stuff first. So when... It comes to physical inflammatories. Um, I want to dig into, first of all, the glandular fever infection, which was earlier on in life, which can be a huge factor in ongoing chronic autoimmune type conditions. So glandular fever, it's also known as Epstein-Barr virus, common signs when you get infected. And most people get infected as a teenager, by the way. It's known as the kissing disease because teens are like... "Mm -hmm." kissing kissing and all of a sudden they have spread glandular fever but common symptoms are fatigue fever rash and really swollen glands if you've ever had glandular fever you probably remember being stuck in bed for maybe a week or two now some people most people bounce back fine from glandular fever However, for other people, it can cause long-term issues. So, I mean, we've heard a lot in the media about long-haul COVID and, you know, you can have ongoing issues for months and years post having COVID. Well, glandular fever is essentially the same. For some people, they can be infected way back as a teen, decades later, they're still dealing with the inflammation and the imbalances that glandular fever has caused. Okay, so why then if we think about this virus as having long-term issues, so glandular fever isn't self-limiting like some pathogens. Sometimes you can get a bug like a gastro bug and your body just clears it within 48 hours. Glandular fever isn't like that. It actually remains in your body even if you bounce back from it. So in a healthy person, glandular fever will remain dormant or inactive, but if given the right environment, such as co-infections, other pathogens in the body, like maybe COVID or parasites or a lot of stress, or maybe there's toxin overload because your body's not clearing toxins. So if given the right environment, glandular fever can become triggered or reactivated again and again, causing long-term immune-related issues like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, and yes, even unexplained chronic migraines. So from a physical body systems point of view, there would be some key body systems that I would think about testing. Um, And we have worked with a lot of clients who have had glandular fever in the past and have said they've never really felt the same since. They've never bounced back. So the adrenals and brain are really important pieces of the puzzle because when your immune system is activated, your nervous system will become activated as well. So what fires together, wires together. So your immune system all of a sudden is like, oh my gosh, there's a dangerous pathogen, we've got to kill it. Then the fight-flight response will kick on in your body and you're like, oh my gosh, there's danger, nervous system becomes wired as well. And so, and that's all good and well if the glandular fever um, 
it goes dormant and you recover and there weren't major chronic stresses during the time or ongoing. However, what we see is that chronic stress can keep glandular fever activated. So this listener said that she had all those children really close together, abusive marriage, car accidents, physical injuries. We have limited information about childhood and teen life, but highly likely there were chronic stresses happening there as well. Often there is. Nine times out of ten when someone is dealing with chronic health issues, there has been something pretty stressful happening in their childhood. And so this stress wires the nervous system, which then wires or reactivates the immune system. And then the glandular fever may or may not be dormant, but regardless, the immune system is still reactivated. And so the whole body becomes hypervigilant to stress. And so testing some really important body systems like the adrenals and your neurotransmitters, which help to regulate and respond to stress, can be a really nice start to help bringing calm to the body. Okay, so then we've got the mitochondria. So the mitochondria are little organelles that live inside your muscle tissue and they convert food into energy. Hmm. So if the mitochondria aren't working very well, then people get fatigued because you can't convert food into energy very effectively. And again, I've seen this on lab tests time and time again where people have had a glandular, fe- uh, glandular fever infection earlier on in life, have felt fatigued ever since, and their mitochondria, little organs, are still damaged. So the glandular fever can like literally, it produces a lot of oxidative stress and it damages these tiny little cells. And so then that uh, that creates this inability to convert food into energy. So definitely testing the mitochondria, highly recommend. Liver detox pathways, so glandular fever also affects the liver. You might remember if you've had glandular fever in the past and the GP ran some tests, they do usually do a liver function test to make sure that the liver is doing okay because the liver can go into, again, hypervigilant stress, start working overtime to try and clear the glandular fever and a GP wants to scan that, you know, you're not developing really dangerous high liver enzyme markers that can lead to fatty liver. So... What happens with long haul glandular fever is that the initial infection burns up antioxidants like glutathione that support liver and detox health, which then means that the liver is left feeling quite sluggish and it can't work its best. And so when the liver is not working very well, then you can have a buildup of toxins in the body and an inability to mop up any damage done to the cells. And so that's where those little mitochondrial cells that get damaged, there's just nothing to help heal them. And so you could go decades after having an initial infection like glandular fever and your body isn't able to bounce back because the environment isn't conducive with healing. Last, last body system I'd be thinking about are gut pathogens. So in your gut, you have beautiful microbiome. Most of it should be nice and beneficial or just neutral. But if you have different pathogens in the gut overgrowing, things like helicobacter pylori, parasites, candida or SIBO, 
these gut pathogens can continue to activate the glandular fever. And glandular fever is often coexisting with other chronic pathogens in the gut or in other places in the body. And so it can't stay dormant. It's kind of always activated when you've got other dysbiotic pathogens in your system. So I'd definitely be doing, depending on someone's presentation, maybe a complete microbiome mapping stool test or maybe even a SIBO breath test. All right, we're going to move on to metaphysical. Did you have anything to add before we do that, Chris? I know that he always writes a bucket load of notes during these podcasts. Hmm. <laughs> well, okay. So just rewind and backtrack just to, to put it all in succinct form. Life happens for, for Donna. Um, and it was Donna, right? Yeah. Okay. Whew. Okay. So life happens for Donna as she's uh, starting to grow up. She's a little girl. She's, she's experiencing life. Some significant emotional events happen. Uh, she makes it mean something about her. Me, me, meaning starts to starts to build these these meanings about her and she starts to find her place in the world and uh, and she starts to build and install these programs and and starts to run patterns in her life as she grows up she gets into situations times and places that maybe she wouldn't have if she didn't have the patterns and programs that she had whatever the case is she has more significant emotional events things like abuse trauma disease, disorders, that sort of stuff happens, continually updating this me, me, meaning, right? She's experiencing lack of love, lack of support, lack of enjoyment, lack of safety, lack of flow in her life, and she's making that mean something. She feels unsafe, unsure, insecure, sensitive, feeling stressed, overwhelmed, frustrated. Her nervous system's under fire. She She's in a state of fight, flight, freeze, facade, fawning then starts to, to develop some symptoms that go along with this. Adrenals, mitochondria, liver detox, gut pathogens, like Philly was just mentioning there. As coping mechanisms, she starts to um, plug in patterns to help her to cope. She installs, reinstalls programs to, to help her cope. She tells herself stories to help her to cope, to regulate her nervous system. Some of the things that she does are real that they, they're really functional, really resourceful. Some aren't. And what Philly and I find is uh, we just run with the assumption that there's there's got to be a program, there's got to be a, a root, root cause underneath the surface. We don't do anything unless it serves us. There's a, there's, you're not broken. Um, so we've got a few assumptions that we, that we have in the back of our mind. So as we start to go through this, this next part about the metaphysical stuff, um, we'll uncover a few other tidbits, I think. Yeah. By the way, when we say, when we're talking about this listener, we haven't met her. No. So we are making some pretty big assumptions based yeah. on the, the holes in the information that has been sent. It may or may not be resonate or be true. Um, that's where actually sitting down and having an actual connect the dots consult could be like, oh, does this resonate? Does this fall? Oh, okay, that doesn't. All right, maybe it might be the issue is over here. Um, 
But yeah, for the purpose of this episode, we're kind of just like fictionally crafting the information that we have based on the many thousands of people that we've worked with, with very similar issues. And the cool thing is, sometimes it can feel really confusing and like there's no hope because you've tried a bunch of things and you don't get better. The cool thing is, is that the body can only break down or burn out in so many ways. I just chatted about some of those body systems. But then also the nervous system and deeper unconscious baggage can only burn out, break down, become imbalanced in so many ways as well. And that's what we do in our ending body burnout method. We've created a very robust process that if you go wholehearted in this process... You, you will get results. It's it's totally possible to heal. So from the and and oh and and I think that's the that's the key point. What you just said there, it's totally possible to heal. Possible to heal. Sometimes uh, you can. What did Donna do? She was doing supplements, diets, ice showers, breath work, etc. You know, the in and of themselves, they don't. That I mean, we do that. <laughs> it. But sometimes those are natural suppression or band-aids that, that just cover it up or cope or help you to manage the symptoms. So, so although they're natural, sometimes they're just a form of management and it's not quite getting to the root root cause of, of things. Yeah. So that's why we are always looking at boots, the physical. So yeah, what type of healing diets or targeted lab-based supplements can support the physical <coughs> healing? But if only that is done, then you're missing a whole piece of your body. And body isn't just physical, it's mental, emotional, it's unconscious, it's energetic, it's nervous system. Spiritual. Spiritual, you're missing this whole other piece where for so many people healing isn't possible when they're not tapping down into the deeper layers of our body. So so talking about the metaphysical, Chris mentioned patterns, programmings, um, t- kind of touched on beliefs. I wanted to dial in a bit more specifically around what I said before, the what wires together fire what fires together wires together so if we look back at glandular fever and also the combination of chronic stresses that cause the immune system and nervous system to wire together over time so specifically in this case when this happens the body burnout conditions like chronic fatigue fibromyalgia sleep disorders migraines are no longer just physical as in the symptoms aren't just in the physical body. And that makes a lot of sense for anyone who struggles with fibromyalgia. I am sure you have gone to a bunch of doctors, specialists, physios, massage therapists, where they're like, we can't find anything on scans. It's not actually in your body, but you're feeling it in your body. Same with headaches and migraines. The Pain actually isn't because all of a sudden you got a knock to the head and now you've got a sore head. You would have a sore head if you got knocked to the head. But if it's chronic, it's not just a physic it's not physically in your body, <laughs> which is not something that we hear a lot. And this will change your whole ability to heal when you understand this. So physical symptoms are actually in the brain. 
And by the brain, I'm also talking about the nervous system and the unconscious mind because it's all connected. And so specifically, pain is actually in your neural pathways. So let's just say that this woman got infected by glandular fever as a teen. And there were also stressful things happening at the time. Maybe there were friendship problems or school performance pressure or even just the stress from being bedbound as a kid with glandular fever. Pretty sure there were probably, Chris mentioned, patterns and programmings and self-limiting beliefs being created as a kid. So a bunch of stresses at the same time as glandular fever being infected with. (laughs) So the immune system is heightened, but so too is the nervous system because there's a pathogen the body's fighting off, plus there's also stress. And sometimes it can just be the stress of having an infection. So when these wire together, it actually creates neural pathways that continue to get triggered due to chronic stress. So you might get infected by glandular fever or some other pathogen That may actually calm down and even lay dormant. But every time you experience stress, the brain fires the neural pathway that triggers the pain in the body. So, for example, this lady um, also in her notes said she does live a pretty overwhelmed life. She feels overwhelmed. She's rushing all the time. She's overdoing, worrying, feeling anxious. So if, if this is your state of being... Something that might have happened decades ago that created a neural pathway that when you're stressed, when you're anxious, when you're rushing, when you're overdoing, when you're worrying, the trigger is pain in the body, whether that's body pain, migraines, exhaustion. That's pretty so important to know people. (laughs) So important to know because you can't fix that with a supplement or a diet. It can definitely help. So if someone has adrenal fatigue and we use some lovely adaptogenic herbs just to calm their system down, yeah, it's going to help, but it's not going to change those neural pathways. For example, what's your role in the mess? You live a a pretty overwhelming life. What's what's, What's your role in that? What's your part in that? If you play the victim card and you wave that white flag and you just say, I surrender, I'm the victim here, this is of no result of my, you know, no, what's the word I'm looking for? No fault of mine. This is happening to me. You probably won't see the lesson in it, but if you can just find out, oh, I live a pretty overwhelming life. Okay, why are you choosing to be overwhelmed? Oh, sometimes that's just like, wait, what? But ask yourself that, like, why, why do you choose that? What's, what's got you here? What's your, how can you take responsibility for, for putting yourself into this situation in the first place? You know, stress is largely in the head, um, felt in the body, almost always your choice, Mm. if not always. So when... When the body feels pain or pain is beautiful, pain is there like from an evolution point of view to alert us to danger. Thank you, pain. Thank you, pain. So that we can return back to safety. So you get stressed for whatever reason. You're kind of like blind to that because you're just running patterns then you're like so bewildered as to why you're chronically fatigued, migraines, gut issues, 
PMS, fibromyalgia, whatever it is. But the pain is there to alert us of danger. And often like it's not just physical danger in terms of a pathogen. It's usually something deeper in the unconscious where you're not actually feeling safe at an identity level to be you and to be here in on this planet. Me, me, meaning. Yeah. So people get stuck. They get stuck in these chronic symptoms of body burnout because they think it's physical it's physically felt in the body and so they try approach they try to approach the issues physically supplements diets rehab botox medication whatever it is surgeries and they don't realize or understand that neural pathways are also involved and then the deeper things that actually cause those neural pathways in the first place and and if they do, not many people really know how to turn the neural pathways off. It seems a bit mystical, a bit confusing, um, which is why we've created our ending body burnout method because it actually isn't. It's not confusing when you understand the science of how we evolve and how our system communicates to all layers and levels of our body. And it can seem like hard work. Until you take the handbrake off, you stop holding yourself back and then you get into flow and it just starts happening. It's just beautiful. (laughs) So brain retraining and unconscious work must play a part when you are on a quest, on a mission, on a journey to end your body burnout, especially when it comes to chronic and weird health issues. So you need to retrain your system to feel safe inside your body to, be, to feel safe, to be you and to create new neural pathways that disintegrate old connections between danger and pain and the symptoms that you're feeling in your body. And it's totally possible. And we have seen clients where it happens as little as a few weeks. But we've got some clients where they've had chronic health issues for like 30, 40 years and when they get to this part of reprogramming, it's just like, oh, my gosh, this like this weird health issue that I've had forever, it's not there anymore. I mean, it's popped back a few little times, but it's like it's not with me all the time chronically. And this is the power of when you do deep root root cause healing. And it's so beautiful. Okay, so so maybe just to finish off the episode. Because people are probably like, yeah, sounds great, but how do I do it? (laughs) Well, we're not, again, we're not, um, what's the word? We're not disregarding the physical healing. That is what we do in our practice as well. We're lab testing. We're offering targeted supplement, beautiful natural medicine support, healing diets if necessary. But a big part of what we do is unconscious healing work because the unconscious is controlling everything. So, so just in terms of these neural pathways, just some little tips, I guess, that you can start thinking about in terms of, well, how do I know or how do I start breaking down these neural pathways? So next time you experience a symptom and it's flared up, I would first be aware of the triggers that cause that and always try to go beyond the physical So I used to struggle with histamine intolerance and, oh, the symptoms would always show up after eating. 
and sometimes be there for like hours. It was really annoying. But my brain always, because I felt it physically, my brain always thought, ah, it's the food, it's the food I'm eating. But the weird thing was, is it wasn't always after food. It was only sometimes. And also, even if I ate low histamine, a low histamine meal, I still got the symptoms. <laughs> so that's where I started cluing on that it's like, this isn't just physical. This doesn't, like, yes, it feels physically in my body, but there's something else going on. So then I started getting curious. I'm like, what are the triggers? If it's not food, I'm just going to put that out of my head that it is a food trigger. What is it? What what else has happened before the symptoms flared up or even during that day or maybe even the day before that has wired my nervous system and caused my immune system to release a whole bunch of histamines. And so you might actually start noticing when you're getting really curious and just really vulnerable with your patterns, it's like far out, yeah, I did get like stressed out about that email that was sent to me or the way that my partner spoke to me or my child had a tantrum and I felt feelings of guilt that I wasn't a good enough mother. It often like almost always comes back to deeper thoughts and feelings that you have about yourself. Why is your nervous system? And then it wires your immune system. So when you can start becoming aware of that, then you have more control and you have more choice. Because then you're like, ah, I'm seeing where this is coming from. I'm seeing the trigger that causes the pain in the body. Now what can I do about that? Now, I mean, we take people through a whole very thorough process, but something really simple that you could just start trying. It might end up being a Band-Aid approach if you haven't really got to reprogramming unconscious core beliefs that you have about yourself but something that you can start doing to start shifting the nervous system and immune system is next time you feel that symptom flare up. We love anchoring. We use safety anchors where you can touch a part of your, of your body and produce a feeling in your body of light and love and peace and safety is huge because every time you do that and get yourself into a state where you are wholeheartedly imagining and feeling that your body is safe, that is so powerful and it's going to start breaking down those neural pathways that connect a trigger to danger to pain because all of a sudden it's like, oh, I had the symptom, but now I'm anchoring in these gorgeous, wonderful healing feelings of safety and calmness. And so you cannot remain sick when you do that effectively because you're rewiring your whole system. And I, essentially that's what I did with the histamine intolerance. Later on I did it with a really specific dairy allergy too where I now eat dairy and sometimes a lot of it and no symptoms, which is really cool. <laughs> I also would like to add to that <clears throat> you can't have any symptom without there being some sort of a drama or trauma or force in your life. So having a look at well, what's happening in your life in general, not just specifically in regards to your health, uh, what's frustrating you, what's annoying in your life, who's annoying you, and then why. And then why is that a problem? And then why is that a problem? And then why is that a problem? And how is that a problem? And what's the problem about that? And you do a little bit of digging and understanding. And then another thing you can do is... Well, what if your symptom was a metaphor 
for something happening. Um, like I, I often think of back pain as, well, where are you feeling a lack of support in your life? Or, you know, you, you talk to your symptom and you, you just kind of think, all right, well, what might this mean? And you just start listening to yourself. And sometimes you'll have some insight. Sometimes you won't, sometimes you will. Um, but I think the, the key point is just stop ignoring it, stop suppressing it, stop masking and managing it with medications, even natural ones like breathing and cold showers and just start listening and, and hearing what your body, your beautiful body is trying to say to you. Love it. So we hope that this helped you to gain a different uh, perspective on chronic health issues and also how the immune system and nervous system wire together and how it takes a holistic approach to really resolve these issues once and for all. So if you would like to have your own case anonymously reviewed on a Connect the Dots episode, you can just um, go down to the bottom to the show notes, click the application form link to send us your case and we will plug it into a future episode. And also, if you'd personally like to be guided through our holistic root root cause approach, you can either start with just a connect the dots initial consult, or you can pop your name down on the wait list for when doors to our ending body burnout method open again, end of May. That also includes a connect the dots initial consult, and it takes you through our whole process to actually get the results and end your body burnout for good and find your beautiful spark within yourself and for life. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. Really excited to have you along. <sighs> have the best day ever. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one -on -one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have, Have the, the best, best day, day ever. ever. <laughs>